0: Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast, or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain, and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the calendar link in the show notes, and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Lise K bell Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Looking forward to our conversation on purpose and all things that's going on in your world.
1: So why don't you share with us what is it you're focusing on at the moment, Lise? OK, so I uh, write, direct and produce uh, theatre productions on social causes, mainly around unhealthy relationships. So anything from domestic abuse, coercive control, bullying, cyberbullying, with the intention of these being delivered out in schools. I say the intention, uh, we do deliver them out in schools um, and have a team of actors that that bring my work to life. So that's that's what I'm working on at the moment. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. How did you get to starting this incredible piece of work? Oh, God, let's go way back to 1996 when I started life out as an actor and I toured Italy with a theatre company. And I did lots of bit parts and then realised that actually I didn't want to be an actor anymore. I was very creative. I dipped my toe in over the years, but I didn't want to do that anymore. I then ended up in 25 years in corporate leadership development and coaching. And then in 2016, my life pretty much fell apart as a result of coercive controlling relationship. Um, And from there, I was desperately trying to find me again. Um, I mean that 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 built up over time. It was it didn't just happen in 2016. It exploded in 2016. My whole life just disappeared. So well, what can I do? So, going back to your point around finding your purpose and your why. Um, I spent about a good five six years trying to find who, who I was, what I wanted to do, and I've literally taken my whole life and packaged it up into an offering that now goes out in schools um, educating young people around um, unhealthy relationships but through the medium of theatre so I've taken my acting background my corporate learning and development background and my own experience of it, an unhealthy relationship and packaged that up and now that is what I do. And isn't it funny well it's not funny it's it's just
0: the the way that it is that all the pointers are there they're all building towards something but you don't know that that's what it is at the time you just know that this is the next thing you're doing and to understand how you can as you describe it package it all up again people don't want to have these difficult circumstances they obviously we would love to avoid them
1: but if you hadn't had them you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now no. And I'm quite spiritual. And I hang out with spiritual people who kept saying, you're going to follow your life purpose. And I'm like, what is it? I don't know what it is. Stop telling me I'm going to follow my life purpose. I really don't know what that means. And, you know, going back to your initial point, people do experience these bad things I had. But I kind of tried to put it at the back of my mind, even though I was still living it. I bounced from hobby to interest. I even did a teeth whitening course, you know, in an attempt to try and find what was I meant to work in beauty and health. Well, I went down a very linear route with things. And I thought, no, you haven't gone through all this horrible situation to be someone doing teeth whitening. So, yeah, I I used my experience to help drive me forward but it wasn't clear. So for anybody who thinks that I woke up one morning and went, wow, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Took about five years. And this is what I
0: say, Lise, is that you don't find it. So when your spiritual friends were saying you will, you will follow your life purpose, you create it, you build it, you, you have to layer upon layer, see it evolve and see how it can and move with you and you do move forwards with it it is a case of each day you go okay I now understand that that takes me to this this takes me to this and it does build it's not like you're not going to find it down the side of the sofa or you're not going to find it by reading a book it's a, And you might have an epiphany you might have a an idea towards it but it's not going to happen just like that
1: no And it was a series of things that happened and it didn't start off being a theatre production. It started off um, going to do talks in workplaces on how to support survivors of domestic abuse. Uh, And I, I often talk about this story. So I sat with my teenage daughter and I said to her, how about I come into schools and do these talks? And her answer was no mum, no one wants to see an old lady with a PowerPoint. You know, I'm known as the not the old lady with the PowerPoint. Do something a bit more creative, do something, use your acting background. So I did. And that's evolved from there. Um, but there'd been a series of things, you know, I'd had a dream about singing karaoke in a in a soundproof box and no one could hear me. So that became the name, soundproof box. <laughs> um that became the name of the organisation that I run. And then there was, there was all sorts of things that happened along the way that just made me think, oh, OK, maybe I could use that. There were some really bad ideas as well. And I
0: love, I love it that your karaoke soundproof box was a good idea. That's fantastic. I mean, it really is. And And so much of our subconscious and the dreams That wake you up and go oh what was that you know your your mind is consciously or as you believe it to be subconsciously working on where you need to go where you want to go and and having all these different ideas and I woke up with the idea of focus on why you know you have to listen to these messages sometimes yeah I want to ask you specifically about theatre what is it about this performance the performing art that connects the audience with the topic
1: Uh, Right, so let me look at it from the audience perspective and feedback that we're getting. So they say uh, it's better than watching TV because it feels like real life. We're in the room with the the actors. They don't feel like actors. It's very realistic. Um, It's not overplayed. Um, But it's a medium in which people can relate to it and slightly detach from it whilst exploring. I mean, the way in which it's written is interactive. So I act as facilitator. And we explore the themes in the theatre production with the audience. So I would say, you know, to a 15-year-old man, so what is it that we're seeing over here? Why is he or she behaving in that way? What would you do if this was a friend of yours so we're able to unpick the theatre, which you can't do when you're watching a TV or a video?
0: It's so funny you say that because... Quite often, I've got two children, 20 and 18, but over the years, we would watch the TV programme and it would take so an hour show, would sometimes take, take two hours to watch because we pause it and we talk about the various things that are going on at the time. And it could be something, even, even Love Island, we'd watch it and we would talk about some of the arguments or the the issues that they were facing and, and the dilemmas that they were the challenges that they were having at the time and it's such a great way as you say to pause the moment freeze frame it and just talk through it because then you've got this extra dimension or or almost as a, a separate conversation going on but you you bring your your yeah. young people into the conversation
1: uh, and going back to your point so whilst I've kind of poo-pooed tv a little bit we did a hybrid version of the show back in June so we did uh we had a zoom audience a live zoom audience and we had a a, a theatre audience and as facilitator I addressed both audiences and the feedback from the zoom audience was it's amazing it felt like we were in the room so it hadn't lost its impact by going on to TV it still had the same impact because um, the feedback was pretty similar so yeah interesting um, but my I mean I like the theatre so I think actually being able to get up close and smell and see real close facial expressions on the actors is uh, is really uh, important helps with the experience just- as well
0: Let's pick up on that. It's about the senses. It's about using all of your senses and being present to them in the moment, because a lot of what happens in, let's talk about some of the topics, domestic abuse or cyberbullying or or bullying, any of these unhealthy relationships, a lot of it is nonverbal.
1: Yes, yeah, there might be a, a, a smirk or a, the way an actor turns their body or the way they do something. Now, TV is quite close up, theatre's even more so. You can see, especially in the audiences that we have, we tend not to have over 120, so it's still quite an intimate audience. Um, it does work, and I should imagine it would work with a bigger audience, but it still feels quite intimate, so you can pick up on the slight move of somebody's fingertips of their you know, an eye movement, all those things are being soaked up subconsciously by the audience. Tell me, Lise, what is the mission? What is the the big drive here, the vision for you? I don't want the next generation of kids to go through the cycles of abuse that I'm seeing happening within adults at the moment. So it's about early intervention, preventing generational cycles of Abuse and whether that be bullying in the workplace, whether that be domestic abuse, these unhealthy relationships are filtering into all aspects of our lives at the moment. Um, and with the overlay of technology as well, so the cyberbullying thing, I'm seeing you know lot lots of that happening. I don't want this next generation to grow up in a world that does that. And actually, it's really interesting because we did the show at school the other week. And we, in the show, in the coercive control show, we have a male perpetrator and female victim. And a young guy who's probably about 13 put his hand up and said, Miss, why isn't he just nice to her? And I thought, that's what I want. I want all of these kids to go away and say, why is he not nice to question that these behaviours are not right? Um, Yeah, so preventing generational cycles of abuse is my mission.
0: And it is le- it's learned behaviour. This is not
1: things that just come naturally to us, or or is it? Um, no, it's a choice. Um, so I always say um, we do a scene called hot seating at the end where they get inside the character's head so they get to interview them. And what we find out in the coercive control one is that the male perpetrator has come from a family where violence has been acceptable, that he had a father that was quite controlling. It's been normalised and naturalised. However. And the audience will say, well, he's come from a bad background. That that That's, you know, it's terrible. But that's at the point that has facilitated our "Abuse as a choice. This guy's got enough influence from school, from other friends, from friends' families, to know that what he's doing is wrong. So it is natural, but it's also a choice. And if someone likes power and they like, they, they get a taste of that power, it can go down a very, very dark route. What I'm trying to do is prevent that happening at an early stage so we can get young people at 13, 14, 15, they use the word people because there are female perpetrators in coercive control as well, um, to educate them around rights and wrong and look at calling out behaviours. I think we're onto something here. Peers are a really key part as well when you're working with young people. They listen, they're bound to listen to their teenage friend more than
0: their mum and dad. I get it. And I understand that you're trying to nip it in the bud by getting there before it's happening or before it, it develops to a point of, of no, no return. What about the current generations where this is happening? Is that not your audience or is it you're trying to, to get in sooner?
1: Well, they are our audience. They're, they're a developing audience at the moment. So, what that will manifest itself in different ways. So, you may have domestic abuse manifesting itself, um, you know, uh, in the home. But then you've got things like toxic work cultures that are the same characteristics that are happening across uh, working environments. You've got bullying. Uh, happening in friendship groups, you have things on social media. So there's a bigger problem. Then we are developing some work with older people, with adults around this, and working with workplaces on psychological safety um, in the workplace. I also have been asked if we can go into the uh, prisons and there's some work in prisons. It's a lot harder when somebody is indoctrinated in that mindset and it's become their life to turn them around. I'll be honest, that's why my work on early intervention feels more right for me. That's not that we can't turn people around, but it is the statistics are not great in in people turning their lives around once they've been a perpetrator of abuse. But what we can do is look at some of the what I call the lower level things that are happening in the workplace or happening on the periphery in friendship groups rather than the real hard line domestic abuse I feel like I've gone around the houses to explain (laughs) that situation no not at all and
0: you mentioned the comment that one of the children made which was why isn't he just nice to her is the the kindness and
1: love at the heart of this absolutely yeah without a shadow of a doubt this is about kindness about love about encouraging people to um care about each other and feel that everybody has some sort of value regardless of their background um yeah yeah we're we're in i've I've written an article actually that went out yesterday about generation z and i actually think we're in a a real revolution here because these guys are more focused on social issues they're more concerned about things that are linked to climate change lgbtq rights they're more concerned about cultural diversity around digital mobility and being able to speak out and feel safe to speak out so i really um think that you know kindness is at the heart of this and i do think we have a generation that are coming up that that want to Change, and at least challenge.
0: And we've had a whole generation now live through the advent of technology, so we're we're seeing what the effects are on them of of how to to live with technology. And it's great that we can spread messages far and wide very quickly. Also, we're seeing the effects of how that can be in inversely affecting people in terms of the cyberbullying that you mentioned and and the online issues that people are facing in terms of body awareness and uh-huh. various yeah so i'm just trying to think here social issues and social causes are at the heart of your work and uh, is, is this a not-for-profit
1: enterprise is. yeah so it's a community interest company uh, we predominantly do work in Yorkshire. However, we are open to come and run the theatre production down in London, you know, Cornwall, where, wherever you want us, we, we will be. Um, but the majority of our work is in Yorkshire because um, we serve the communities within within Yorkshire, we work with the police as well. And what do the police say about the work that you're doing? They love it. They're very supportive. So we, uh, West Yorkshire Police have had us in a couple of times and now we're about to go and work with North Yorkshire Police, um, and they're quite big counties, so, um, yeah, to get those police forces on board is, is really, yeah, important. We're working with local councils, schools, youth centres, foster carers, um, and even some of the communities, so we're working predominantly uh, with the travelling community in Leeds, so we work with a with school um, that, that focuses on the travelling community and changing perceptions there um yeah so really interesting times
0: I love that and how how do you measuring success what what does it look like for you because it's or is it difficult to understand what your ripple effects are
1: um I think but so let's put this into context I actually on paper set the business up December 2021 We didn't really start doing any work until March of this year. From March this year until July, which we're still in, we've seen 1,400 children. Okay, so that's quite a lot of kids. We have 18 shows booked in August. Now, August is school holiday, so you'd imagine that it would be our quietest time. No. Every youth club in Bradford has booked us up to run uh, two shows a day across Bradford. Uh, we're taking bookings for September. We're taking we've we pretty much got bookings until the end of this year and some into next year.
0: Oh, I absolutely love this, and and it's just such a a powerful way to to transmit this incredible message that you have here. And and what I love about your focus on why is just how involved it is and that you are not that old lady with the powerpoint (laughs) which is hysterical and thank you to your daughter for that (laughs) that, for that phrase because it is it's so powerful because and quite frankly nobody needs anybody with a with a powerpoint to sort of come in and talk about something but being interactive seeing how this plays out and how people can see how relatable it is is
1: exactly what we're looking for in this area yeah, and at Soundproof Box, all our actors are under 25. Uh, we have a board of directors that are very diverse. So we've got a lady uh, from the Muslim community. I've got a, a an under, I've got two under 30s on the board of directors and then uh, a mix of the rest of us, there's six of us on the board at the moment. So yeah, we've got a really diverse mixed team of, of people and we want to extend that.
0: And you mentioned right at the beginning, Lisa, that you write, direct and produce. Is there any scope for people to write this themselves, to send in ideas?
1: So... um... But uh, yes, we'd love to work with some some uh, some people on, on this. So if anyone wants to pitch ideas to us, that would be absolutely great. Um, one of our actors has now moved into doing some of the script writing. So we've just developed one for younger children on bullying. And it's about a group of girls that um, are in a football team. And rather than being called red flags, it's called red cards. So the audience have a red card and they stop the action. Uh, and that's more feels more like a game so it's interactive they change all the scenes they it, it's very much like an interactive game um and we thought we could play around with that so I'm open to any suggestions so Katie did come to me and say I've got this script can we explore it so we're rehearsing it next week oh not next week I'm on holiday the week after we're rehearsing it and we're piloting it out at a festival on the 16th of August at Hebden Bridge which is uh, if anyone's watched Happy
0: Valley, it's my Happy Valley's film Wow! Yeah, I have watched Happy Valley. My goodness, uh, not much happy about that valley, I can say. No. But if, in terms of of red flags and and let's talk about red cards and and how the the message there is that you get called out for your behaviour, get put, called out on on the pitch for you you know any any bad behaviour and 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 that's the same. But a red flag. Is like a warning, it's like something to look for. So slightly different in terms yeah. of of the of the idea behind that. But what is it that people should be looking for or could be looking for in terms of unhealthy
1: relationships? Okay. So there are a number of things. And I always look at the perspective if you're a parent and your teenagers in a relationship. So some of the things, are they being withdrawn? So in the show, we have a young couple that she starts off being very happy. Big social group, starts to detach from friends. So that's a that's a that's a red flag. Drops out of uni. Red flag. Starts to dress differently or think differently. So they're dressing aligned to what the perpetrator wants. Um there may be outbursts of anger as well, as well as being withdrawn. Um Uh, there are so that's that's kind of for parents to look at friendships you know is your friend constantly saying no they can't go out or when they do go out is their partner hanging around or constantly messaging them red flags (laughs) they're just a few things that but there are lots more Um, And in the in the show we do on coercive control, we do a build up. It happens in three stages. You've got the grooming stage, which is where they suck you in and tell you how wonderful you are. You're the best person ever. Shower you with gifts. Then you've got the breakdown phase where they start to belittle you undermine you undermine friends and family isolate you from friends and family and then the final stage is the escalation phase and that might be where they're controlling your finances taking over your life you don't know whether you want to drink tea or coffee because someone else is deciding everything for you and that can end in violence can end in death depending you know on the escalation so we've got grooming the breaking down and the escalation and that's how we run the show in those three segments
0: so for anybody who is thinking oh my goodness that's my friend or that's my child that's my my young adult child what do they do because confronting people can actually push them further away can't they
1: yeah tread lightly be there i love you i'm here for you shall we talk about this when you're ready i'm here um, if you start to badmouth the perpetrator, the abuser, they are more likely to be driven towards them than away from them. so don't so try and not do that um and don't get exhausted with it. This can take months, it can take years in my case, it took years. Um, be there and be patient. I think that's the biggest thing. um bystander. Exhaustion is what I call it. So people get exhausted with your situation. Oh, I'm fed up with so and so he's doing this, and I can't. I can't go out without him checking my phone. We'll do something about it. They they won't do something about it until they feel ready. So just creating that cocoon where they can feel they've got somewhere to go, you know. Um, but don't push them towards by being heavily negative towards the abuser.
0: And it must it, this must be one of the most challenging relationships that you can have with someone that you love seeing this happening and, and being there for them, but knowing that you can't really say anything. You just have to be there. And I assume that there's also people who they could go to from a a, a
1: serious advice perspective as well. Yeah. So every town in the land has some sort of domestic abuse support um, service. You've, we've got um, women's aid as well. In every town, they have a women's aid. There's refuge for women and children. And then there's a national charity for men called the Mankind Initiative. Um, and, you know, I've, uh, I have well, do a little bit of uh, work via a, a committee with Mankind Initiative as well. So I'm aware of their work. Um, but every local town will have their own. I know up here in Leeds we've got um, behind closed doors. The Bradford's got staying put. But every any you know if you're in London there'll be several depending on what area you're in. It really um, and the local charities will know the local support you can get. So yes, contact Women's Aid for initial start. But if you want something more localised, then just Google. There is a app, and let me just forgive me, called, uh, I want to say it's called Brightside. Oh, I might be wrong, um, but I can, uh, you can put it out on the info. Uh, the, there is an app that that gives you access to all these helplines and things. But the beauty of the app is if you are still in that relationship and you've got it on your phone, when you get, log into it, it just shows you today's weather.
0: That. So that
1: yeah you have to you have to uh physically go into it so the the um rest resting screen the the home screen is a is the is a weather map of your local area but then you go into it and you'll realize it gives you a list of all the things that you go into it's called something like brightside I will give you the the, the correct details because it's a while since I talked about that app is it bright sky app, that's the one
0: brilliant okay bright, bright sky
1: perfect <laughs> did you just I, I, google
0: it <laughs> i googled it just quickly while you were talking just to check so yes we've got it just just wanted bright to make sky. sure in the moment but yeah that sounds fantastic <laughs> and it makes sense because it was a weather as well which made sense that it was bright sky as well so you can see whether it's good weather or not yeah uh, I, it's, it's so important least to have to know that there are resources out there and to know that you're not the only person who might be going through uh, an unhealthy relationship to have a this domestic abuse and i've had a couple of people on the show already talk about domestic abuse i've had both men and women on actually talking about it and it's it's so it's there's so many different ways that people can come out come through this but it's just knowing that there is a solution knowing that there is a future and and especially for people who are their bystanders who are there who are watching it happen and to note when you said it could take months and years, that is a long term commitment that you're making with a friend or, or with a, a child. Obviously, you know you, you don't want this to be going on for that long, but it could take a while to unravel it. You said yourself it took years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and probably a lot longer than I, I personally think, because it's other people that would say, oh, that was that. But I've had two relationships. I've had a very violent one prior to the last one that I was in that triggered all the the work that I'm doing um the one before that was very violent and I had to do a lot of work on myself to understand why I'm going into these type of relationships that's not blaming myself but it's understanding what the characteristics of these people that I find attractive
0: and and is it that you were almost were blinded to it for some reason
1: no, because both of them were quite long-term. So one was a thirteen-year year relationship, one was a five-year relationship. So, um, no, I just think there are characteristics of the, the people that I that I attract. So I'm quite lively, and I like to do lots of different things. I'm quite excitable, and I seek that in somebody else. Quite often, people that have those characteristics that like the limelight and, light and the centre of attention are incredibly narcissistic. <laughs> Okay. I don't feel that I'm incredibly there must be some elements of that in me but I'm a theater person uh but I'm quite empathic so I you know I, I I feel with the heart um and I like to see the best in people so there's a lot of things that I look I was looking for I wanted to see the best I wanted someone that was as bubbly and lively and energetic as I was and liked the limelight and I like excitement you know I'm not Someone who can sit at home and watch TV. I don't have a TV anymore. Because <laughs> I'm writing all the time. Um, but, but I was see thrill seeking really. And being with someone like that is quite can be quite exciting because you've got that roller coaster of emotions up and down. I've got to admit, since I'm not in a relationship, I am struggling with the lack of excitement in my life. So I, I know that in myself, I've worked that out, that that's that's, that's my issue. <laughs>
0: and you said you feel with your heart and that you see the best in people. So you would probably, were you putting these particular signs to the side saying, no, that can't be the case. The, the, you know, I,
1: they're all right, really. I did the classic thing of not going with my heart and my body. And, you know, I always say, you feel it in your solar plexus. If something's not right, the red flag, you'll feel it in your solar plexus. And what I was doing is using the logical brain to override it and going, well, no, actually, there's a logical reason and an explanation behind that. We all do that because we want to see the best or see, um, I'm saying we all do that. Not everybody does that, but a lot of people I know do that. They will override things with the logical brain. That doesn't make logical sense because in that context, they were great. It's just this one little thing sure it's just a small thing so I I was letting the mind override actually what I was feeling and why do you think it is this this feeling in the solar plexus that that this messaging what is that well, it's our, it's our gut reaction, but it's, our, it's an animal instinct. It's something that's inbuilt in us. You know, if you think about the animal kingdom, they don't have words to communicate necessarily, but they will look at somebody and they will detect danger and they will use their body to detect danger. We have that within us, but we just override it with this logical brain. It's fascinating. It really is. It, and And this whole
0: trying to understand, as you say, the red flags and understand where where they are, what they are, how we can then move forward. And there's been so much here that people will, will be listening to and go, oh, I did not realise that that was the case. It really is so powerful, Lise. And I don't want to say thank you for for raising awareness on this topic. And 100%, you, you know, you, you have that they were right in terms of Follow your your life purpose and and it has manifested in this. It's going to evolve into something else, I'm sure. You know that it will be bigger,
1: bolder, reaching more people. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, so we've been asked next year to take this over to America. Well, there we go. <laughs> this is a universal issue this does not just exist within the uk it's a universal issue and whilst the not-for-profit will retain and stay within the uk i have set another organization up called red flags interactive which means we can license all our products and sell them across the world and get them translated so the scripts the teaching resources the guidance packs the self-help guides packaged up um and can be licensed across the world so that's the next step for for me personally,
0: and what would you say is the opposite to red flags?
1: Um, green flags. Um, yeah. Um, feeling warm and nice about somebody, having that connection that feels comfortable, where you can be yourself. You don't need to put on an act. You don't need to dress in a particular way or say something. You can just be you. And it's taken me seven years to get to that, and I've been on my own and not in a relationship all that time. And I actually think, Do you know what? I'll be all right now. I I, I kind of know what feels warm and fuzzy and what feels nice. Uh, and I will trust my solar plexus. The body tells you a lot. Listen to the body, and we don't or feel the body rather than listen to it.
0: I've had this message recently brought to the forefront again in Charlotte Jones she was talking about recovering from chronic fatigue and all the way back to to Simon Pollard and his whole talking about the body knows Uh, another guest of mine uh, Ruth Fogg talks about what the mind suppresses the body expresses the body does know and it really is just such a powerful message about as you just said feel the body and just take notice you know just take a moment to understand what is the body telling you because it's it's programmed way better than you you realize or, or
1: appreciate to give you these warning
0: systems yeah
1: if you've got if you feel like someone stabbed you in the heart you will feel it if you feel like your gut your gut's telling you it's your intuition's telling you that something's not right here and then the nice side of it is I get tingles if things feel good. So I get I get an itchy. I get my third eye here will itch if something feels great. Um, my, my head will buzz and my whole body just feels, it feels like there's a warm blanket around me when something's going well. So when I do the show, I get that warm blanket. And I need to use that for future relationships now, because I know what it feels like. and for years, I overrode it.
0: No, I love that. I love that warm blanket. It's such a great metaphor for understanding that you know you're being wrapped with this warmth of of purpose of of strength, of kindness, of love, everything. It's just beautiful. Please thank you so much for sharing why you do what you do, why you are doing what you're doing and, and why you are who you are. It, it, it's, it's fantastic. It really is an incredible cause. And I wish you all the best with taking your work across the world because absolutely, this is a universal issue.
1: How would people reach out to you if they want to find out more? Okay, simple email address, info at soundproofbox.org. Uh, we do have a website, but that's been uh, reformed at the moment. So the email's the easiest info at soundproofbox.org. Brilliant. Have you got some final words, please, Lise, for the listener? Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed my contribution. And if you want to reach out to us because you fancy doing something creative, then again, use the email address, info at soundproofbox.org. I hope something you can take away from today that's of use to you. And if you had to choose one thing, what would your key message be, Elise? Don't seek your purpose. It will find you. It will build it up. Don't go seeking it.
0: How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.